Welcome to Meet the New Boss, a riveting podcast series exploring how business leaders make their way in the world and how music has influenced who they have become. Here are your hosts, Vince Catanzaro and Jeff Neva. Welcome to another episode of Meet the New Boss. This is your co-host, Jeff Niebuhr. With me always is... Vince Catanzaro. Vince Catanzaro. How are you doing today, Vince? I'm doing great, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm excited to be here. It is uh, the last uh, gasps of winter here in the Atlanta area, although this will probably air sometime in the 2030 season. We don't know what, what month or whatever, but here we are in 2022, trying to get winter out of Atlanta, get to April. Get to springtime. How's that affecting your life? That sounds great. I just, uh, it's raining today and I knew it was going to rain. So I put down uh, fertilizer and all the flower beds. So I got some popping wow. color. That's a, uh, boy, that's pretty, pretty important. Well, it's not just uh, me and you today. We have special guests with an asterisk. Special guests. We have two interns. Who, for whatever reason, you were able to convince to join us on this crazy ride called Meet the New Boss. We want to welcome Hattie Feinstock. How do I say Fonstock. that? Fonstock. <laughs> and Sonrisa Bordario. How do, you, how do you pronounce your name? Bordieri. That was also Bordieri. close. Wow. Say it one more time. Bordieri. Bordieri. Wow. We'll cut all that out. But yeah. it's okay. great to have you guys. Um, our interaction has been limited. I think your interaction with Vince has been much more, but that uniquely qualifies me to run the show today, I think, because you guys don't really know me. I don't know you guys as well, but I, I want to I wanna have the opportunity to get to know you and, um, and dig into what you guys do uh, for Meet the New Boss and what you guys do outside of that. How can our user community help you if they can? I think that would be great. And then how can Vince and I uh, help you? And so I think to get things kicked off, I think I'm going to turn to Vince. Vince, how did you wrangle in these two super qualified uh, Meet the New Boss interns? I, I posted a headshot and I was like, do you need a job? And, <laughs> and they both responded. 27 years of recruiting. <laughs> And it did not go to waste on this effort. <laughs> this is the proof is in the pudding that Vince was able to. Vince could recruit, uh, you know, Eskimos to build to build ice ice trays. I guess I don't know if that's the equivalent. So yeah, you who, know, who joined was, first? Do we know? Well, I talked to Sonrisa first, and I talked to you know a few candidates, and they were all great. And I think I asked Hattie, and I was like, Hattie, like I'm talking to these candidates and they're all great just like you they're all great and hattie said well why don't you give us both the job nice and i was like so she's clearly brilliant so the uh, <laughs> right I, I think that's how it went so is hattie uh, intern number one does she she must get we would defer to her as the the most senior and she would get all the perks and privileges and is that uh, I don't think that I would distinguish between okay, the so two. Okay, so they're tied essentially. <laughs> yeah, Let's go with like Hattie first. Thing so one, Hattie, two. Yeah, so Hattie, maybe give us a quick overview. That's like the elevator pitch. What do you do? What are you looking to do? Um, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, so senior at the University of Texas at Austin. 
um, majoring in communication and leadership, minoring in business, and interested in marketing. And I was peaked, like my it, my interest was peaked by this internship because I'm kind of looking to the entertainment industry. Really didn't know. And then when I sat down on the call with Vince, and it was just like a very easy call, and I just enjoyed talking to him and hearing what you guys are all about, and then obviously listening to the podcast and moving forward. Um, I am figuring it out. Vince is pushing me in the right direction to also figure it out. That's so great. my parents and everyone Aww. else. Um, great. But yeah, when do you graduate? I graduate in May. Oh my gosh. The whole world is in front of you. <laughs> the world is my oyster. Yeah. Yeah. So when I was about <laughs> to graduate, I made the uh, strategic decision to not get a job, but rather to move to Atlanta to become a rock and roll star. Okay. And it did not sit super well with my family. <laughs> Both of my parents had PhDs and were very career oriented. And mm-hmm. I don't know that I've told the story before. We all went to counseling together to like, how is this no, going to go good. down? Yes, it was really <laughs> awkward. And the end result was, Jeff, good luck with your rock and roll dreams. But you're off the payroll. 30 days, Ooh. you got to move out. And there's no financial support from the family, which was, I think, you know, I now have children that are this old. And so I think that's pretty fair assessment of what went down. And so it was funny because my father, you know, wanted to help, but he couldn't break the agreement. Right. So he went to Mm -hmm. Sam's one day and came to, to Atlanta to visit me and he brought me and I, you know, a good set of stuff from Sam's including like a 50 pound bag of rice that you would normally see being pushed out of a helicopter to, to villagers. But I ate that rice for like the entire year that I was living. That's all I had. If I had a little bit of money, I would go buy some soup and I'd have soup and rice. And if I didn't have any money, I would get my rich friends to bring me back little packets of soy sauce when they went out to Chinese and I'd have rice and soy sauce. And that's how I lived for about a year. So you're way further in your career uh, trajectory already, Hattie. So if I wanted to be a rock and roll band, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be further along, but no, that's true. Yeah. But you know, with the internet and all, you could be a rock and roll sensation overnight. That's also a good point. Cool. Well, I appreciate you joining our organization. It's awesome. Vince, uh, any uh, questions for Hattie before we move on? Well, I, I was just going to share, I did it the opposite of Jeff. So I graduated and two weeks later got married. Whoa. Wow. wow. I don't think I'll be doing either of what y'all did. <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> How about okay, you, Yeah, go ahead. Um, I am a senior graduating in March at the University of Oregon. I'm studying public relations and I have a minor in sports business. Wow. March is right around the corner. Yeah, we're on the quarter system. So I'm graduating this term. I'm only taking one class and then I have this internship is like my other class. Technically, I get credits for it. Yeah. And then I'm moving to Portland and then I need to figure out my life there. Why Portland? What's in Portland? My boyfriend got a job. I knew that. I knew the answer to that question before <laughs> did I asked you, it. Did you? Yes, yes, yes. That's exciting. That's great. Yeah. I, it's a lot I, different. I'm from L.A., so it's so much different than L.A. Yeah, but it's yeah. bigger than Eugene, Oregon, so I'm excited. That's great. That's great. Um, Hattie, are you going to stay in Austin, or you know, it doesn't matter? You go anywhere. 
So I would go anywhere. I'll probably travel for a couple months and then ideally I want to end up in New York. But if wow. opportunities take me elsewhere, I think just big city. I just really enjoy being yeah. in a city. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. So Risa, what do you, what do you, what's your dream job? What does that look like? I want to go into fashion marketing. Wow. So in the fashion industry would be okay. my job. Yeah. Uh, awesome. And so have you explored that in Portland? Is that a thing? Like, or is it uh, with COVID, everything's remote now, so you can work anywhere. Yeah, is that true? I know. Right now I work at Buffalo Exchange and I'm a buyer. So like I buy in the clothes. Yeah, so you're already there. there. You're already in. Yeah. So Why I did you go to college? In the what a waste. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Could have been wait, working for four years. Yeah, but the Buffalo Exchange headquarters is in Tucson, Arizona. Okay. So eventually I would want to live in Arizona, but like not in Tucson. Hmm. So, wow, you have specific yeah. location desires. I know. I really do. I want to be in a big city as well. So, so like what LA, city is like, that? Phoenix? Yeah, Phoenix or LA. I okay. would definitely want to stay in the West Coast. What does the boyfriend want to do? Does he, does he know this? Should we call him? Um, I think he knows. He's from <laughs> Arizona. So it's perfect. Okay. I don't think he wants to live in LA, though. So it's really Phoenix. Yeah. Or different boyfriend. I don't want to be the bearer of the... Oh. the <laughs> your choices i'm not going to show them this podcast no no for sure no, no, no. well i, I so if for it's all meant to be stuff, it's meant to be single How about men that? in the audience yeah no 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 if it's meant to be it's meant to be and it's not all the same it's only single men in la or phoenix it seems or like phoenix. yeah exactly on the west coast West Coast. Not in Portland. She doesn't want you to be. Yeah, there. I don't want to live in Portland. It's rainy there, right? All the yeah, time. Yeah, it's too cold. I need the sun. Yeah. I need the sun year round. And Hattie, what would your ideal job like? If you had to write a job description, what does that look like? I heard a oh couple things earlier during your intro, but let's yeah. get more specific. Thank goodness that I've worked with Vince, so this doesn't catch me too off guard because I had to write write this out when he was helping me the other day. But ideal job would be. Um, probably in the alcohol industry or no, it wouldn't be in the alcohol industry, my ideal job. And so I just think the branding and the creative behind it is really fun. And so I would be doing the marketing strategy and coming up with the big grand ideas and then mm -hmm. finding all those people that love to execute to figure it out. Plus free booze, right? It's hard to... I mean, hey, you can I worked at Verizon forever and I got essentially free phones for my whole family, which was lucrative when I started having teenagers. Um, Free booze might be even more lucrative. I don't know. It depends on I where you are. Yeah, I don't know. If That's I could have combined the alcohol job with the band, that might have been uh, might have never gotten out of the uh, out of the game. You Who might knows? have figured out. There's a lot of overlap with entertainment and alcohol now. So yeah, people, mm. people are figuring out that niche. That's amazing. <laughs> There's a lot of overlap too with entertainment and heroin. So you could have gone a couple different ways. <laughs> that's terrible. Goodness. Everything that Vince is saying, just cut <laughs> that out of this. It'll just be a three person <laughs> episode. Maybe. Yeah, but that's a little out of pocket. I'm Do the opposite of what wrong. Vince says, maybe. <laughs> so um, I'm I'm tremendously interested in what you guys are doing to cultivate a network. Uh, that's going to help support you in your career. Um, you know, Vince is an expert in this field. And so I, it sounds like he's already given you some advice. I'm an amateur, but I'm, uh, I have to look for jobs all the time, it seems like. And so I've gotten okay at it. But I wonder what you guys um, have started to do or are doing and what does that look like? Um, 
Why don't you go first, Sonarisa, and tell yeah, us a little so, bit about your approach to, all right, I'm going to have this cool degree, <laughs> but I have some, you know, I want to someday get paid. So yeah. step A um, is graduate and then what? I, but really, I it's about networking even before you graduate. Yeah, right? it is. I've been meeting with Vince every week and we're going over my resume to graduate um, in the PR um, school. You have to do a final portfolio. And you okay. present like a panel of PR professionals and they give you feedback. Um, and then you can pick the industry you want to work in and the location. So we'll try to have people on the call because it's a Zoom call now um, mm -hmm. in that industry so they can really help you. So Vince is extremely helpful and I'm presenting my project to him first. Wow. So he can give me my final feedback before I present. That's great. That's great. And then what do you do with this? Is it a portfolio that's now online? And you point yeah. people to it. Do you have a website? So uh, we're, do you have a LinkedIn? I do have a LinkedIn. And Vince had this great idea that I make a QR code and put it on my resume to my final portfolio. So when I'm oh, going to jobs and I think I stole that from Hattie, to be honest. I think that was actually Hattie's idea. <laughs> well, Hattie, that was a wonderful so, idea. Thank you. Thank you. So <laughs> once I present it and it's finalized, I'll put that on my resume. So when I like apply for jobs, they can see all the work I've done. Meet the new boss is going to be on it. Nice, nice. Yeah. Okay, what about in the, I guess I was trying to get into the idea of like pre-networking with industry leaders. Is that a thing? Like I'm imagining in the, in the universe that you're looking at, maybe there's, 3,000 people that are the players that could eventually be your boss or your boss's boss or a peer. Maybe it's a greater number than that. But somehow you could, you could, in my worldview, maybe it's not true. I think you could find those people on LinkedIn and come mm -hmm. up with a real nice one or two or maybe three um, series of contacts for like an introduction. Hey, my name's Sonarisa. I'm graduating. Here's a cool link to my portfolio. I see you do this and this and this. I just want to connect. Like no yeah. expectation. And then yeah. if they connect, have another thing that's like, hey, thanks for connecting. I'm going to graduate on this day. Is there, and maybe Vince, you would have the, the right question here, but is there anybody you think I should talk to about entry-level roles in my in, in this field or your field or whatever? Because you kind of want to give them a free out. You don't want to say, hey, can you hire me? Right. I mean, maybe yeah. they can hire you, whatever. But of the 3000 people you identify, maybe only 100 have jobs open right now. And only half of those people really deal in LinkedIn or care or whatever. But you might could ask them who the next person is. Then like a last thing might say be like, well, great to connect. Let me know if I can ever do whatever. What do you think of that strategy, Vince? Oh, I think that's pretty good. I, you know, I've, I'm giving Sonarisa all sorts of homework in the fashion industry in Portland. She's identified an upcoming Portland fashion show. That's cool. And, yeah. uh, and she can look up all the different companies that are going to be there and, and kind of get a head start. That's a great idea. You can volunteer, right? Is there anything that's yeah. happening? At the, I can go get coffee for everybody. Yeah. That would be great. Exactly. There's a great story. I don't, I don't know if you guys remember like Lush, Rush Limbaugh. Do you know him? He was a, t he was a radio guy more than anything. And he uh, talked no about. Idea. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's fine. So he talked about his first job. He went to uh, a car wash. You know, he's like 15, 16 years old. And he goes in and, and he talks to the, you know, the person up front. 
And then they gets eventually to get to the manager and the manager. So well, I'd love to hire you, but I just don't think, I think I've already hired everybody I needed for the summer. And so the next day he shows up at 6 a.m. And the supervisor comes there. So one below the manager. And he's like, I'm the new guy. I got hired yesterday. <laughs> and he's like, oh all right, God. go do this and that. And he's doing, <laughs> he's working, he's rags, he's washing cars. And like two or three days later, the manager's like, who's that guy? He's like, oh, he's the new guy, Rush. He's like, I told him I couldn't afford to hire him. <laughs> and so he's like, well, he's here. And so they finally like, what's going on? So they bring him in the office and he's like, dude, we can't pay you. I'm not paying, you know, I didn't hire you. He's like, I need this job. I just want to come show you what I could do. I, you don't need to pay me for what I've done. And the supervisor's like, look, he has to stay. He was, he's, he's, critical to my team now like day two oh my God. you can fire these other three people that have been here for a year but no you gotta let me keep rush you need to start paying them and of course he stayed and it was great and so oh, that's little, wow that's incredible that's how, you, that's how you get ahead hattie what about you tell us what you uh what you're and i want to preface this with uh anything you all have done is miles beyond what i was even thinking about so <laughs> I asked this from a question of humility, not one of, yeah. I know all. So what, what are you doing as far as trying to think about your career and how does it look and how do you connect with the right people? So I think, honestly, I can, like my dad always has put the go-getter mindset in me. And so mm -hmm. honestly, since freshman year, I got really involved with like my sorority doing leadership positions and going from there. And um, I got to know a lot of the older girls. And so I think I just kind of capitalized on talking to them, what they do, getting advice and they constantly just said like network, network, network. And so maybe a little over the top, but I've had like an Excel sheet since freshman year and nice. it's just everyone that I've ever talked to the industry, what I learned from them. And so I can regularly follow up. And to your point of like, you can't just ask somebody for a job. Luckily at that point, I never needed a job because I'm a sophomore right, in college. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, can you hire me <clears> three years out? <throat> and so not having that pressure just kind of helped me learn to just be like, what do you do? What's interesting to you? this is kind of my background. Does it relate or what would make that or what would make me successful? And people love talking about themselves yeah. and mm, not yeah, in a I bad do. way, but mm -hmm. like that's how I've gotten <laughs> connections to come back. And do you, when you um, say connection in my worldview, it's, a, it's always LinkedIn, but it sounds like that's not true for either of you. Maybe it's more of a side spreadsheet or whatever. Have you thought about how does it translate I, to LinkedIn or it doesn't seem as valuable or Oh, no, LinkedIn, think? I think is so valuable. I get a lot of these from LinkedIn. I will go and look at like, I'll get a random burst. And I'm like, oh, this company's cool. And I'll go look at the people that work there, mm -hmm. send off a couple LinkedIn messages, basically just introducing myself. And as a college student, you get to play the college card and yeah. people are more willing to talk to you because they don't, they, they don't see anything wrong. They also were in your shoes like five, 10 years ago. And so um, I definitely use LinkedIn. I also really try to use the resources around me. And so the networks that I'm already in and mm -hmm. reach out to like the alums of different organizations that I've been in, go get coffee, sit down with them. And then I always finish with being like, do you have anyone else to set me up with? Oh, that's great. I would want to talk. And so For Vince, like, Vince went to college about 74 years ago, actually. <laughs> no, not five, five, not five or 10 years ago, but a long, back when it was all black and white TV. That's when, if you think about those times, that's right, when Vince right. was in college. Wow. They don't even know what black and white TV is. Yeah. So, all right, let me let me transition to a question. So, Hattie, when you were, you know, um, you know, middle school, early high school, and you were starting to 
listen to what was like your music, not like what your parents or any older siblings were pushing you on when you were buying your own stuff and getting into your own music or you were turning it up to 11, you know, what, what, what was that? What were you, uh, what were you listening to? So I think it's hard. I think we talked about this like in my interview as well. High school is even weird too, because it's, you get up for your, your parents' music and then you're trying to be with the cool kids. And so I listen to a bunch of rap and I honestly do not like rap at all. Um, I have a playlist of like 15 songs and it's called The Lone Rap. It's like the, the few songs that I like. And so college, I think I kind of. So like, so what's uh, what's a what's a highlight on that list? Oh, um, Lone Rap, uh, Jail by Kanye West. controversial at this time but that was a while yeah. ago <laughs> jeff uh, jeff loves rap so he knows these songs okay i, I love all music all good music yeah all good music but, but i was <laughs> early into the hip-hop world i was about 13 14 and rap was just becoming available outside of new york city and i was okay. i jumped on that bandwagon yeah maybe if it was during that time i would rap also just became a little Aggressive, not aggressive, it's not right. just different. And I'll give you the top 100 songs of early rap, and then if okay. you listen to them 12 times in a row, it'll just be change your life. <laughs> okay, just a casual 12 times. <laughs> just yeah. a, it's only probably like a 72-hour commitment. Okay, yeah, no worries. I don't have anything else to do. Nothing so. to do. <laughs> so what is it now, Hattie? I have this playlist called Sundays and it's basically like Shaky Graves, Chris Stapleton, um, Briston Maroney, like all of those types of songs, if you know. Is there, like, is there a song? Wait, sorry. What was I would that? say Americana, New Country, that kind of mm-hmm. genre. Yeah. What, what's like one of the favorites? Your favorites? Oh, favorite songs. It changes all the time. Um... Anything Chris Stapleton because I'm planning on going to his concert in about three weeks, and so I think I'm really on a Chris Stapleton kick right now. Um, but yeah, I think Broken Halos by Chris Stapleton. Everyone thinks I'm sad all the time, but I, it's just good music. And it sounds great, but it, it doesn't. It doesn't make me sad. It's just a little bit slower, I guess. Listen, don't don't mess with Texas. <laughs> don't let anybody tell you what music to listen to, except of course me. I really I'm authorized to tell people. Oh to yeah, no, that's but don't let anybody get, else tell you what to listen. To. I'll let you mess around with my Spotify playlist, <laughs> do the login. <laughs> All right, you Sonrisa, same question. Okay, in high school, I was really into Frank Ocean, mm. like that vibe. Um, but now I'm more into, into like R and B, so like LMA and like her. I saw LMA at Coachella. And that nice. made me fall in love. Yeah. Uh, I saw her was at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Really? I'm jealous. Mm-hmm. It was pretty so jealous. Mac Daddy. Yeah. She said, like uh, song is there an LMA big song? What'd you say? An, an LMA big song? What's the big song? Um, Whatchamacallit is the name of the song. Good. <laughs> You've ever heard is that, that what they is that what they performed at the uh, at the at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? That's her. No. 
That's her. Her saying I uh, was there to help induct Tina Turner. Her and Christina Aguilera and um, who's the country guy from Australia that's on TV and everything? Oh, um, he's on American Idol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was there. It was pretty cool. Keith Urban? Keith Urban. Oof. Oh, nice. My country music goes deep. Doesn't? Keith Urban and Charlie's Daniels. Okay. I like Keith Urban. That was a, that was one I listened to with my parents all the time. I, I warned Morgan Wallen for country music. Say again. Mm. I warned to Morgan Wallen. That's a new artist. I don't. I'm not familiar. Yeah. It's oh, well, you, you and every other college girl. Uh, yeah, I, literally I every single college girl. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Check, check Absolutely. <laughs> What's going on, mama? Something just dawned on me. I ain't been home in some months. Been chasing songs and women, making some bad decisions. God knows I'm drinking too much. Yeah, I know you've been worrying about me. You've been losing sleep since 93. If you had to pick a decade, like 10-year period, so it could start even in the middle of the decade, and you could only listen to music from that 10-year period the rest of your life, what 10-year period would you choose and why? I'm going to ask Vince first. Vince, what would you, Goodness. how would you answer the yelling at it? It's like you know, 55 to 64 or 2007 I'd go, I'd go, to 2016. I'd go what would you 75 to 84 because I'd capture all my great, I'd capture the great rock and roll. You'd miss out uh, the on 70s. a Mr. Zeppelin, right? Uh, yeah, most so of the Who, most of Zeppelin, but, Jimi Hendrix. But I'd, gone. but I'd capture, you know, early heavy metal. Early right? heavy so, metal. And Motley Crue, you know, Judas Priest. What uh, was the Motley second British, uh, What year did uh, Shout of the Devil come out? Oh, that, that's sure probably you're catch 80, that? Yeah, that's got to be 83. All right. So what were your years one more time? Seven, 75 to 84. All right. I'm going to answer next. Unbelievably, you and I have an immense amount of overlap. I'm going to say 77 to 86 because I get I get the start of punk music and then all of the rest of punk. I get all new wave. So Police, Clash, U2 and R.E.M. Flock I of get Seagulls. all early hip hop. Right. I'm getting Grandmaster Flash. I get Run DMC, Beastie Boys. I get all the way to License to Ill. I get most of the Smiths catalog, much of the Cure, all the good REM, IRS records. It's the greatest 10-year period of all time, music history. And Vince <laughs> that, and I would have maybe four songs over. Although you get a lot of pop, too. You get Madonna, yeah. Prince, Bruce Springsteen, Michael Jackson. It's a crazy 10-year period. What about, let's go, how do you go first? And you can pick. Well, previous 10 years it doesn't have to be you know anything old yeah so i think i would say if this counts um 2016 to 2026 because i think oh off COVID, there's gonna be a wow lot the future oh that's future. a mind-blowing answer thanks i'm excited it's <laughs> I I actually 11 years but Oh, oh shoot, shoot, shoot. Okay, okay. Then I do 2017 to 2026. <laughs> I think that's an awesome pick. 
That is Thank awesome. You. Thank you. <laughs> All right. We're going to have to go. Well, gets to go. Yeah, I would say the early 2000s. I feel so like, like that was like my childhood. 2000 like to 2010? Oh. Yes. Like that was my prime, I feel like. Who are the highlights? Name the top three artists like you get. Britney out. Spears, Rihanna. Oh, yeah. She's Justin awesome. Timberlake. JT. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is some serious. So I love Justin brother. Timberlake. Do you guys remember the movie Bad Teacher? Yeah. yeah he does the, he does the song uh, Simpatico. I mean, that guy can make fun of himself better than anybody. And when he's singing the song Simpatico, I'm dying laughing. <laughs> there was a girl I met some time ago. Simpatico. She helped me heal. She helped me grow. Simpatico. How do you know? And you know, I guess you just know. Simpatico. Exotico, erotico, you're my narcotico. Ask me how much I feel, I'll say a lot ago. When did NSYNC come out? I don't know that either you and I get NSYNC. I think we're too, we end our decade too early. Too early for that? I think they're 90s, right? I think Sonrisa catches the, the yellow album by Spongebob in hers. So yeah, like Spongebob's crazy. All Hannah Montana, I think, right? Oh my gosh, yes. All Hannah Montana. Huge Hannah Montana fan. Justin Bieber, yes. Taylor Swift? Yes. Early Taylor Swift, right? Early Taylor Swift. Yes. That's the one where she wears blue jeans. Yeah. Oh, I forget the I that song. Yeah, her. First couple hours. Yep. I saw for... For New Year's Eve, we watched Miley Cyrus hosted, I think on NBC. Did anybody see that live? And Wasn't she with Pete Davidson? Yep. All the other channels had all this pre-recorded lip syncing. It was all cheesy. And she went out, she must have sang 12 songs, like maybe five by herself, three of her songs with guests coming up, and then she would sing along with other guests that were all singing live and they had all the problems of live music. Sometimes there's little mistakes or vocal parts, but she just rocked that party. I'm like, she should do the Super Bowl. She just sat there yeah. and owned it. Like I remember I, I, I have kids, so I was huge into Hannah Montana. And then she had felt like she had a little bit in the wilderness when Taylor was way better. It seemed like it was a normal person. And Miley was a little abnormal, but now I think I think I may be back to being in Miley camp over Taylor. Yeah, Miley's pretty good. She she did have the Super Bowl ad, right? And so she yeah. uh, so she had uh, some stuff coming her way. She's making some money. Yeah. Well, good. I hope she needs it. She's deserves. She's seems like she needs. All right. It. So real quick, this is uh, top of your head, uh, Sonrisa. If you were to write a book today, what would the title be? Oh my goodness. Um, That's a hard one to come out. Fashion of forecast. Like Fashion oh, forecast. All right. That's like a yeah. journal. All right. What do you got, Hattie? Uh, probably just what I've learned, and I would just slap in a bunch of things that I think my 22-year-old self knows. What's the title of that book, though? What I've learned. What I've learned. I like it. I like it. Thank you. What would yours be, Vince? <laughs> Mine would be uh, Vince is back with a vengeance. 
Because that's what they said to me at Bronx Bagels when I went to Bronx Bagels and waited an hour for my food that the computer never came. And like, oh, you're next, you're next, you're next. Mm. I had to leave, drive my daughter to work, and I came back, and the guy was like, Vince is back. A few of us were waiting because of the computer glitch. And he was like, Vince is back. And I was like, that's right, with a vengeance. Mm. (laughs) I want my bagel bagel and egg sandwich, yes. Bacon, egg, and cheese bagel, please, come on. I think maybe you wouldn't, why not just go to another place? Is there something special? I already, I had already paid. You know. Was it like a hundred dollars? How much did you pay? Right, it's pretty sandwich? expensive. I mean, the sandwich and the coffee was twelve bucks. Oh yeah, that is expensive. Jeff, what about you? Mine would be an homage to an REM song, "Life and How to Live It." Oh wow! The lyric like is, "If That's I wrote deep. a book, I would be called Life and How to Live It." It's actually a real book that he stole that from. So, wow! Right, so you just plagiarizing. Yeah, it's a, big I, it's so a, it's a rotation, <laughs> but it's uh, I, as we've said many times, REM greatest American band in the United States, tied with the Beastie Boys. So there you go. I'm sure there's some people out there that are in the same boat with you. All right, let's have the commercial break. Hi, my name is Ami Quiriconi, and I'm the author of The Fearless Woman's Guide to Starting a Business, What Every Woman Needs to Know to Be a Courageous, Authentic, and Unstoppable Entrepreneur. This is not a business book that tells you how to set up your legal structure or how to post on social media. Instead, I discovered during my 20 years of entrepreneurship successes and terrible defeats that I was self-sabotaging and holding myself back. That's when I found out that if we want long-lasting success in business and nothing else we've tried has been working, then it's time to grab a shovel and dig a little deeper into the reasons why. So if you're just starting out or have been at the entrepreneurship game for a few years and you want to do better, grab this book. It's available in paperback and audio. Because if you can be anything you want to be, why not be fearless? All right, welcome back. Here we have Hattie and Sonarisa with us, our unbelievably important Meet the New Boss interns. And so I've enjoyed getting to know you guys. Uh, I appreciate all the help you do on the show. Statistically, Vince and I running the show for like a year. Our social presence could not be measured. It was so low. And so the two of you all have come in and injected energy and skill and talent and work. And right now, I think it's doing super well. We had... Uh, we had some posts, I think on Instagram, two, 3000 views. I mean, Vince and I, I mean, cumulative in my entire posting life don't have 2000 views. And, <laughs> and so, uh, I think this is amazing and I appreciate everything you've done to help the podcast. And I hope that in some small way, you guys can take away from, you know, the work you did here and launch your careers and eventually, retain Vince and I as like personal, uh, you know, advisors and be on the payroll of the big organizations that you someday run. That's my goal. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I I would love for that to work out. (laughs) So Vince, now that we have them right where we want them, we have, we have the quick, the lightning round. Yes. The the fans love the lightning round, but you're going to do something you've never done before. We may have to get different music because this is just, the tension is building in my, I can feel my heart starting to beat. Uh, if, at, if at we late, that's crazy. If we can make it through this, that'd be pretty good. So here's what we're going to do. I've got a lightning round set of questions for each one of you. 
but I'm going to go back and forth. Let's so, uh, and okay. so the questions may seem confusing. Give the best quick answer that you can. If, okay. if you don't know the answer, just take a shot. And um, <laughs> we'll, we'll go, we'll start with Sonrisa, then the Hattie. Don't get confused on whose turn is who. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Starting with Sonrisa. The most important accessory. Um, earrings. Going to Hattie. Go to alcoholic drink. <laughs> Tequila. Margaritas. <laughs> All right. University. Now we're switching. University of Texas Austin mascot to Sonrisa. Um, a bird. <laughs> Good guess. That's a longhorn, wrong. a longhorn, Univers a longhorn. <laughs> University, <laughs> University of Oregon mascot, Hetty. Ducks. Most unusual country ever visited. This is Sunrise. Cambodia. Does water really spin counterclockwise in the Southern Hemisphere? Is that what people say? That's my answer. <laughs> Worst thing about being a pledge? Is this for me? The dry season. First car you ever drove? Ford Edge. Favorite cartoon growing up? SpongeBob. What would your superpower be? Reading minds. Famous person Hattie looks like? Um, Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> Famous person Sonrisa looks like? I cannot think of a single person. Um, <laughs> Sonrisa, you're just so one of a kind. I Thank you. <laughs> what would your superpower be? Um, invisibility. Favorite cartoon? The, the Christmas one, the little cartoon, the the Mr. Heatmiser. Wow, it's deep. It's claymation. <laughs> That's, uh, Rudolph, we, actually, that right? we actually have a, uh, an episode <laughs> where we discuss that song, the Heatmiser oh. song, uh, in our Christmas episode. Ever been the cause of a car accident? Me? No, because I just got my license. So <laughs> I have not yet been in maybe, an accident. Maybe by the time this airs. Yeah. Coolest thing, about, coolest thing about South Africa? Uh, the culture of the people. At dinner, you try to make an impression. What are you cooking? Um, vodka rigatoni. Mm, nice. Best workout brand? Um, Athletics. Fill in the blank. My sister always says I'm a... Annoying. <laughs> How'd they do, Jeff? Uh, they both got eight out of ten. The, uh, they both flipped one of them. And the correct answer to best con um, cartoon is Kim Possible. Kim Possible. Oh. Kim Possible. That's the right answer. Not, not SpongeBob or Heatmeister. Heatmeister. <laughs> so eight, 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 eight out of ten. That's not bad. That's it's Big Bad Voodoo Daddy that did the song, the Heat Miser, Snow Miser song. 
And they were actually like the halftime show. Speaking of Super Bowl halftime shows, right. the halftime show like, like Super 54, Bowl two, 1954. Like that, Vince was yeah. 39, I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Vince just doesn't age. But also, he just—he doesn't look a day over eighty-one to me. That's not at all. It's the Grecian in my hair. It just keeps it keeps keeps it popping. Yep, yep. (laughs) All right, let's do culture corner. That's next. So, we're challenged today, Vince. Our culture corner is to offer two to three specific actionable pieces of advice, not just to Hattie and Sonarisa, but all the graduates. We're in the graduate season now. If you were to give advice, launching your career, I mean, you and I have been in this game for a long time. What advice do you give to uh, new people graduating as they enter the workforce? Um, I'm going to go first and give one, then maybe you give one and then come back. So I think the number one thing, I a piece of advice is, this is after you get a job. Vince is all about getting a job. I want to do the job well. So when you have a job, no matter what it is, if you can do the following, you will eventually be a millionaire. This is my opinion. Understand what somebody wants you to do. Speak it back to them. Commit to when you're going to get it done and get it done without anybody ever asking you again, when is it going to get done? If you can just do that. Uh, so many people, they either don't understand the deliverable or they can't make a commitment to a date. And so somebody else has to give them a date, right? And so they say, oh, when's it going to be done? I don't know. I need it done by Friday. Well, now you're not really committed to it. That's somebody else gave you that date. And so I want all, and this is true for me too. I want us to commit to a date and then do whatever we need to, to do to, to make that date. That's my number one advice. Vince, That's what great. do you think of that? I like that. Throw, throw a stake in the sand. And I'm going to do it. And if I got, and that's when I, you know, if I got to work here all night, I committed to Friday at noon. That's another aspect. Commit to a time. Don't say, I'm going to get it done Friday. That's too nebulous. I'm going to get it done Friday, noon Eastern. Then you you get it done. All right, Vince, what's your number one piece of advice? Well, I don't know if I, if this is number one, but I I would say, you know, uh, research. One that you admire or career that you would aspire to have. Right. Research the career of that other person and and, you know, reverse engineer it. Right. What do they do? How did they do it? What steps did they go through? What were their stumbling blocks? When what, when did the career take off? What was happening? Why did that happen? Right. And and do some uh, research. So if there's uh, if there's people in the industry that you aspire to be like or have that type of a career, you could uh, just do some uh research and reverse engineering and figure out the path that they went. That's perfect. I'm going to piggyback and give my, my, my second one, maybe my last. I alluded to it earlier. I would do what Vince did, and then I would go out to LinkedIn, and I would start building my connections. And we talked a little bit about the introduction, a follow-up, maybe a second follow-up, a small ask, you know, you know who should I talk to next? What advice can you give me? Do you have time for a five-minute phone call? You know, if we're in the area, can we go to coffee? But essentially, um, I want you to build a network of the two to 3,000 players in your industry. It'll take you some time. I think LinkedIn has a limit of 100 connections a week. 
So in 20 weeks, you could have 2,000, right? And you may be connected, you will be connected in the rest of your career. They may need to get a job from you. You may need to find a job where they're working. But if you just have that initial conversation of what I'm looking for and why I'm interested in connecting with you, it doesn't have to be long-term relationships, but it, it, it is nice to see um, when you're networking with people and or someone comes to me looking for a job and we've connected before, I'm more likely to help them out, right? Like, hey, Jeff, this job's open in your company. We met at some stupid conference neither of us wanted to be at five years ago, but we connected. Sure, I'm going to like, okay, well, here's who I think the hiring manager is. Here's who I think the recruiter is. Here's the two or three things I think they're really looking for. If you want me to send me your resume and I'll send it to the recruiter, that's the least. You know, that doesn't take hardly any effort on my part. And I probably wouldn't do it just with a cold call out of LinkedIn. Hey, Jeff, you're at this company. Da, da, da. But if it was somebody I'd met before or had a conversation with before, I'm much more likely to do that. So I would build that now. I would I would encourage everybody really to do that on a regular basis. That's a good, you know, kind of um, way to keep your career live and going is who are the players in the, in the industry and who could be potential future bosses or partners or whatever. So that's, that's my two cents. All right, Vince, you got one yeah. more. <laughs> yeah, I'll give a, a LinkedIn one. So I would think about LinkedIn from people think about social media about themselves, right They're You know, it's their LinkedIn page, their Facebook page, their Instagram, right. Feed those kinds of things. But, you know, I would think about your target audience and is your LinkedIn profile designed that when you're reaching out to your target audience and that quick look that they give you to say, am I going to accept or not accept? Did you design it for them to accept? Right. So think about your target audience and, 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 you know, design your offering for them in mind so that your connection rate is much higher. I have one last, one last tip. And then you spurred it on Vince. There's a website called photo feeler, F O T O F E no P H O T O F E E L E R photofeeler.com. And it's essentially rate my photo. And so I, I thought I did this to my own photo because my son put his on LinkedIn. He's just a senior in high school. And it was like, the, pic, the first picture, it was only there for like an hour, was like him and his girlfriend. And I was like, dude, like LinkedIn, what are you doing? This is an Instagram. <laughs> and so yeah, photo feel like I mean, you can put up a series of photos and random people in the universe will, will rank it and rate it and say, oh, this one, and I think it ranks it on like trustworthiness, intelligence, and how likely am I to get along with them? Something like that. And so it's really hard to rank your own photo, but if you're thinking about LinkedIn is a different media, you know, than Instagram or Facebook or whatever, TikTok. And so to ha you want to have a professional looking photo. And sometimes it's hard for me really to evaluate is this professional looking or, or not really. So that's a little tip, photofeeler.com. I like it. Do, do you guys have any suggestions? No, I think the East must go. They they have to give one. <laughs> right. Give, give one. Let's give one each. Come on. Okay. I would say 
like utilizing all the networks and like the groups like within college like I didn't really see an advisor so I took a lot of classes I didn't necessarily need there's also a lot of groups on campus that will help you with whatever major you're in and that can also give you a lot of connections and I didn't utilize that either so Mm. I feel like just utilizing everything that you have available is what you need to do that's great Hattie I would, yeah, I would just say, say yes to a lot of opportunities. I think as it relates to um, the job world and everything in that regard, uh, you can say yes to volunteer opportunities and just getting to know different people and saying yes to different meetings and stuff like that. That's really good. But then also just to a college standpoint uh, for all the not yet graduated, I think it's good to say yes to your friends and just everything going on in this time of your life. Because from what it sounds like, you're not going to get it back and it'll be different. But so I think just saying yes all around is good. Perfect. All right, Vince, this was a great episode. Thanks for doing everything to bring these two interns into our orbit and how much they've just helped us out. And I'm just so excited that they're here and I appreciate you doing all that work. Thank you so much. Well, real quick, Sarisa, someone wanted to reach you. How do they find you? Instagram or LinkedIn. Sarisa Bordieri. You may want to spell your last name for the non-Italians. Okay, it is B-O-R-D-I-E-R-I. Excellent. And Hattie, how about yourself? Uh, Hattie Fawn, so H-A-T-T-I-E-F-A-H-N, LinkedIn, and then all social medias. And then also shameless plug to our social medias. Go follow Meet the Boss podcast on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok, YouTube. YouTube. It's crazy. Thank you, ladies. (laughs) Another Thank great addition. Hi, right, we'll talk to everybody next time on Meet the New Boss. Thanks. This is your host, uh, Jeff Niebuhr. And I'm Vince Catanzaro. Talk to you next week. Thanks. Awesome, ladies. That was a Woo. great job. That was fun. Yay. I know. Are- you have been listening to Meet the New Boss with Vince Catanzaro and Jeff Niebuhr. Available on Apple Podcasts and other streaming platforms. Please like and subscribe. Meet the New Boss is sponsored by Rene Vincent Executive Placement LLC. Contact Jeff at jeff.nieber at iCloud.com or find him on LinkedIn at Jeff Nieber. Contact Vince at Vincent at renevincent.win or find him on LinkedIn at Vincent Catanzaro. Bumper music provided by The Who and Budafi. Additional engineering provided by Just-In-Time Recordings. All material 100% controlled by Vincent Catanzaro and Jeff Niebuhr. Unauthorized reproduction is prohibited by law. Meet the new bus. Drawn together by their mutual love of music, Jeff and Diane formed My Forever DJ during the 2020 COVID pandemic went on a musical road trip. Traveling in the footsteps of Hank Williams Sr., Elvis, Bob Dylan, the band, the Rolling Stones, and Robert Johnson, they loaded up a mobile recording studio and, armed with Clorox wipes and a handful of masks, crisscrossed the South recording some of their favorite songs on location on the side of roads, in honky-tonk parking lots, a hotel in New Orleans, in a shack at the crossroads, 
and anywhere they could find. The missing virtuoso in the recording. Really, that is the places. That is the route and the ride and the places. To me, that was really a strong pull uh, because I've had some history in New Orleans. I've had a little history in most of the cities we went to. The act of being in these places and spaces and was the missing virtuoso. And I think some people who listen to it get that because I would describe the finished product as jaunty in the sense that it is a little off. Uh, but hopefully when you listen to it, uh, you feel that sort of the vibe that we were going for. The results of this 1200 mile journey is their debut album, Southern Hotspots. Mark Drury of the Indie Shark says, my Forever DJ puts their road trip spin on classic tracks and by the end of the album, they feel wholly unique when put through such a different point of view. My Forever DJ is happy to take you along for the ride. Just be sure to bring some gas money. Somehow the dirt, you know, from Memphis to New Orleans, you know, maybe to Nashville or to Atlanta, man, all good things, <laughs> music come from here and it's just amazing and I, I think that's kind of the spirit of the project and I think that's the same reason why Mick and you know Keith came here in 69 is to get a piece of that dirt and rub it in their hands and you know you see see you too did it what in 89 20 years later with rattle and hum it's the same kind of thing um, and and you know what we're out there driving around and seeing you know mixing with the people and Stopping at the liquor store and the Walmart and the gas station, wearing our masks and the Clorox, and we, you know, it was just a, all part and part and parcel of that whole vibe to get to that, you know, to get to that exact moment. So that was great. Check them out on Facebook or myforeverdj.com. Hi, this is Diane. This is Jeff. And we'd love for you to check out our album. Southern Hotspots by My Forever DJ. And we're here where it all began last July on Lake, beautiful Lake Martin. Thank you guys. <laughs>